What's up and welcome to Groundbreaking, a friendly original podcast bringing you the young creatives redefining what it means to create and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today. I'm Jake Brewer. Let's get started. From the newsroom to the pod studio, my two guests today are not only good friends of mine, but two people who instill, advocate for, and exercise a creative agenda like no other. Armand Manukian and Carter Farnsworth are the hosts of Clout Chasing, a culture podcast produced by Boston University's Daily Free Press, and two creators who know plenty about making your work stand out, building relationships, and the dedication to your passion. Today we're talking about the podcast world, how they shaped me as a creator, toxic masculinity, and the fashion universe and knowing them a lot more than I can even predict. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Groundbreaking. Super excited that you're here with us. And I'm super excited for today's episode because I really think no matter what you've done to prepare, it's not enough. Forget every single episode of the show you've ever heard before. I told you like with this new season, what we were going to do is bring you new stories. Um, and uh, these two people know quite a bit about stories and especially stories you've never heard before. Uh, I learned something new from them daily. And I guess I have to start it off with like a little bit of something sentimental just to like cover my bases here. Um, this is the first time I'm interviewing two people on the show, um, which is insane. So this is very overwhelming, but also very exciting for me. But also I'm looking at two very familiar and comforting faces right now. These are two people who have helped me get through moments of my career, my college career, many, many times. And I truthfully couldn't imagine it without them. And I think I would be scared if I had never met both of them. So these two have hyped me up so much, whether they mean it genuinely or not, um, but truly have given me such an empowering energy that I try to sort of emulate and give out to everybody else. And so Seriously, uh, brace yourselves. Um, these two, I hope they take this in the most courteous way possible, but are the most unpredictable people um, I know. And um, I know they're excited to um, do another podcast because they've sat in their own sort of studio many a times, but now they get to this get to sit in my virtual studio. So Carter Farnsworth, Armand Manukian, welcome to Groundbreaking. I feel like this is a long time coming. Wow. So wow. happy to be here. I'm giddy like a schoolgirl. That was gorgeous. Me too. I can't that was stop so cute, mind. Jacob. Thank okay. you. Well, it's out of the way. It's out of the way. You're not getting yeah. that anymore. Um, that's not happening again. And I will give people a little bit more context here just because probably going to say some things. I might uh, We might offend each other a little <laughs> bit. That's A-OK. That's just the way that we roll. <laughs> I, I learned I have thick skin because of the times I um, have been on podcasts. Um, and by that, I really mean specifically yours. Um, but in the best way cool. possible, these two knew how, these two know how to make me a better person um, in ways that I <laughs> wouldn't ever want. So um, truthfully, oh, I'll give them a little bit too. They're two amazing podcasters too. I don't even know if, if you guys would call yourself podcasters. It's such like a weird thing. I don't even know if I'd call myself that, but they're the hosts of Clout Chasing, which is a culture podcast with Boston University's Daily Free Press. Um, actually, one of my favorite podcasts, and that's not even just because I'm looking at both of them right now, um, because I told you, Unpredictable. Um, it's a show that you can't like multitask, like listening to it because you actually have to pay attention to it or else you will lose where they got or where they're going with it. Um, and, uh, yes, they were on my, uh, Spotify wrapped last year too. Cause I'm just going to say that cause I want to be the one to bring it up. Um, let's go. But funny, but funny enough, I don't think I was on theirs. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. I listen using Apple. Uh, right. groundbreaking wasn't on my top okay. podcast either way, That's but. True. Okay, but fair yeah, you know what? You got us. See, you got the us. honesty, you got us. the brutal honesty. What did I tell you? Thanks. <laughs> Thank skin. you for that intro. That was gorgeous. Well, um, of course. Well, I, I we joke about it all the time, but I sincerely hope both of you know. Like, I really do like appreciate all of you, and like even for the work that you do, that's even beyond the podcast. Um, I think it's it's so it's so powerful and you have such a signature like stamp on it. Like I can't even put my, like if somebody asked me like what each of you do, um, I don't think I could describe it, but I always know like it's a Carter Fonsworth project. <laughs> or, like, it's an Armand Money Game project. We couldn't, we couldn't yeah. describe it either. So that makes it's the point. Sense. It's confusing. Like, I mean, it's, it always has been. Uh, I wouldn't even call right, us well, I, like, 
you said earlier, I don't, you don't know if we describe ourselves as podcasters. I, w- I would say we're like chaotic individuals who sometimes sit with a microphone I would in front dis- of we're us. Profe- we say we're professional podcasters. What are we talking about? Yeah, to me, that's, <laughs> like, that's like... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Similar yeah, to we're, most Yeah, we're never serious. We Nothing we ever say is serious. It's very fun. And you know what? I do have to advocate too. You are both the exact same person on your podcast as you are outside. Oh God, of it, really? Um, which I think also speaks volumes because is that. I hope that's good news. No, too. I, that's a compliment I, I right there. Up, you're probably gonna have to clarify that I multiple times. I play up how problematic I am on the pod. I try to at least. Oh yeah. We also like we we keep doing this thing that we talk about. Speaking of bits, actually, we keep doing this thing where we're like super dumb guys, but then we bring up like socially yeah we feign stupidity we're like well that just is yeah um so it's i i'm contemplating whether that's a good or a bad but if you mean it as a compliment then i'll take it as my then i'll take it as a compliment yeah (laughs) i'm i always mean it as a compliment but carter you're absolutely right you guys are the epitome of we know nothing we're just goofing around but i can tell you every detail about this one like scandal in u.s history (laughs) and um i try to play along a lot i'm like oh yeah like everybody knows like about that um because you guys are like you just know it like so well and so you retain the information so well and armand is of course like the journalism thing is totally um you and i spent probably too much time with you um in my last semester of college arguably but i wouldn't i wouldn't exchange either a moment um i'll tell everybody we worked on the election coverage and such like that i don't really talk about much school stuff in this sort of setting um, but this is very much a collaboration of those worlds. But this episode is about the two of you. I want to get in to this, and I don't. This is so interesting for me because I've never had two people on the show. Like I, I was like, I really have to like moderate this, and I can't just like sit back as much. But um, Carter, let's start with you. Like, you don't have to give an elevator pitch because I hate it when people ask me to do that. Yeah. But like, go ahead and familiarize people like a little bit about what you do, where you're going, um, and uh, just and who and who you are, I guess. Good question. So I, um, the stuff that I do like on cloud chasing isn't all that related to like what I want to do with life. Like I want to be a public defender. I want to go to law school and that's what I want to do professionally. I also, uh, you know, once a week sit in front of a microphone with Armand and, you know, whoever we have on that week to talk about shorts and, uh, whoever did something stupid yeah. in the news this week. Like it's, it's really, it's a nice release. Um, yeah, I like to I like to find artistic releases like cloud chasing, like you know we do a different bunch of different projects or or fundraising projects here and there, um, and it's it's a nice dichotomy with like the stuff that I focus on professionally. So it's it's been nice. I can't wait until um, one day you're in court and somebody brings up like the podcast. That's one of my biggest yeah. fears is that yeah. like I'm gonna be like you're in telling Congress me. one day and they're like, oh my god, like you had like a podcast or you had this song and I'm like, no, that's not supposed to, you're not supposed to know that at all. But I think we are going to be very much victims of the digital age in the sense that like, it's, we think now like things come up, just like things get like scraped up, like from history. But I think for us, it's like, you you don't even have to scrape it up. It's like, it's just going to be a Google search. Well, Jake, your podcast is real. Ours like, (laughs) isn't a real like thing. Ours is, ours is us proactively creating um, audio files that can be used for cancellation at a future time. We're doing the work. We're doing the okay. work for whoever wants to be an internet de- detective in two decades. You're welcome. So, is there a str- is there a strategy behind that though? Like, get, it's almost like there's got to be a term for this, and Carter probably knows it. Of like, <laughs> are you giving people something to find so they think they found the thing that could cancel you? Is it like almost like feeding no. them <laughs> the cancel culture bait? Because that would be a strategy right there. Yeah, I think it's more like, you know, we can do, I've struggled with this a lot, right? Like pursuing professional goals and and Armand is, you know, does all this journalism stuff and is so fantastic at it. And, and like, we, we have a lot of really successful creative people on who I really admire because they're able to combine like who they are honestly with themselves to what they want to do in their life. And so I think sometimes we run the risk of, getting lost in the trying to be somebody else for a corporate like path that we supposed to, we think we're going to take. And for me, cloud chasing is just keeping me honest. Like if I know there's a recording of me actually being myself out there talking to my friends, I can't pretend to be someone I want 
to be just for a different job or something, right? Like yeah. there's proof of who I am. And so I just need to own that and integrate that into my I mean, life. I've said some, I've said some stupid stuff on the show. Um, the most, of, the most yeah, so offensive much. jokes I've ever made have been cut out, thankfully, by the Daily Free Press because they were too offensive for them, uh, which is a good indication usually. Um, everything else I stand by. I mean, we make stupid jokes, but like, I don't know. I I I've I I mean I've done stand up comedy. Speaking of saying things that are regrettable, and most of it's been about my dick and balls. Um, and I stand by every joke that I've ever made. Um, and if you try to in fifteen years uh, pull something up and be like, "Hey, look at this," I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, what? This is it's a joke. I don't know what to tell you." Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, there's a podcast episode called Zoom Class with my dick out. What did you think was gonna be in there? A nuanced conversation? No. I don't know what you're. Yeah, what no, you're there, were, there was the warning right there at the very yeah. get go, um, and I, I think that's going to be something that's so interesting to watch our generation yeah. step into. Of like everybody's going to have like the thing that's like online. It's it's going to be the yeah. question is like oh like what did you do in college that's like you're like people could just yeah. easily like what's the first like thing that's going to come from the Google search that's not actually your profession. Um, Armand, you told us like a little bit too, but now give us your. You're sort of not elevator pitch, but essentially the equivalent. Uh, of course, journalism is the thing. You have some really cool experiences under your belt professionally. I'll give you an opportunity to flex those um, because I think that's thank you. That's cool. very kind. Um, I, I'm a broadcast journalist. I want to work at a national level. I've had the opportunity to intern uh, for two separate news networks um, for a total of four times: twice at CBS, twice at MSNBC. Now um, I'm working part time at MSNBC right now, um, and. I mean, Carter brought it up, and I and I think that it's an interesting point. Like, I think one of the appeals of our show is that outside of it, we are deeply serious people. Um, and there there are two kind of serious and unserious binaries that exist inside of cloud chasing. One being that outside of the show, Carter and I are like normal professionals who are good at what we do. If I'm being entirely honest. Um, and you hear us on the show and you're like, there's no way. And then you find out they're a serious adult. That's always a funny thing. Two, uh, our show is a deeply unserious show on a deeply serious publication, The Daily Free Press. Um, and that was always part of the pitch uh, when I was explaining the idea of cloud chasing back in 2018 to The Daily Free Press. They were like, but we're a newspaper. I was like, this is going to be stupid. There's going to be cussing and uh, dirty jokes. And it's, it's going to be barely journalism. It's going to be very dumb. And they were like, but we're a newspaper. I was like, yeah, that's what makes it funny. What are you talking about? Any any schmo can edit their own shit and post it on SoundCloud and it be inappropriate, but that it comes from a legacy, independent, student-run publication is incredibly funny. And that's kind of the line that Carter and I try to toe in our, in our personal lives in terms of the show as well. Yeah, we, we do so many bits on the show that it, it's easy to forget that the entire show yes. is kind of a bit in its existence. The point yeah. is that it's stupid compared to everything around it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I hope, again, I hope you take this as a compliment too. You very much like a lot of the sort of narratives and the tangents that I go on on this show is about like, you know, breaking down the sort of barriers, whether that just be like a personal, like self-inflicted mental barrier of like, Oh, like the people that do this are professional and they study this and they have the experience or they have the consultation to sort of do this, all those things. But you guys very much emphasize like, oh, no, this is something that we just enjoy. I mean, groundbreaking is not paying my bills. I'd imagine. Cloud no, we're actually in the red we have to buy our own equipment. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So I think I don't know. There's such a value in almost just saying everything that you just said of anybody listening because people have asked me like like how did you start a how did you get it out there and i was like uh it's like oh i i like bought a 30 dollar yeah. microphone on amazon that's about as much money as i put down for it and then i just kind of uploaded it like to the web it still blows my mind how simple um a lot of this work can truly be but tell me about the sort of origin and um i know you guys refer to uh the current era of clout chasing as bc before, or no, yeah, that, before the, Carter and, and after era. Carter. Carter is, is the yes. third person yes. to host the Cloud Chasing uh, Mike with myself. Um, Armand, you want nice. to take, take yeah, the origin Yeah, so uh, I uh, love clothes to like a financially debilitating degree. Um, and I like, I like the media around it. I genuinely do. I read GQ almost every single day. Um, and I like the podcast about I listen to like three or four 
Um, and I like talking about it. The issue is that there is a level of accessibility uh, in terms of recommendations, in terms of talking about up and coming brands and stylists and methods of shopping um, that just doesn't exist in the fashion industry uh, because one, these are grown adults with grown adult money. And, and two, uh, the fashion media industry and the fashion industry work hand in hand. You know, um, it, you know engineered garments sends GQ their $500 fleece jackets. That's why GQ writes about $500 fleece jackets. There's nothing wrong with that, but um, it excludes uh, me and my friends from the conversation uh, just from a financial perspective. So the goal was to do something stupid, uh, to have fun with it, uh, inspired by a lot of people in fashion media right now who are kind of doing this uh, herky-jerky, I don't know, uh, non-conventional way of talking about it, right? Like, essentially Carter and I have taken from a lot of fashion podcasts that currently exist. Um, and it, I pitched it to the daily free press. Um, cause I mean, I'm less brave than you are, Jacob. I don't want to go out on my own. Um, I like the idea of having an editor. I like the idea of not having to deal with publishing it myself. Um, Carter and I joke all the time. Yeah. We're strictly talent. We're just the face. We're the voice, yeah. I suppose. Um, but we don't do anything mm-hmm. else. I do the graphic designs, but that's cause I like smoking weed and playing on Photoshop. Um, <laughs> like, it's legal in every state that I've smoked it in, and I'm 21, 22 years old. Uh, disclaimer for future okay, cancellation. I don't know. Um, sure. <laughs> I had another host uh, for the first season of the show, um, and that was a very different kind of show. It was much more deadpan and dry than what Carter and I do. He left BU. I needed a co-host. Carter always said he was a fan, um, and I was like, I think you said you listened to the show, right? Yeah, I loved Cloud Chasing before. Um, And I was like, well, you know, let me take 100% of my listenership, which is one person, and turn it into the the (laughs) co-host. So my my listenership has been diminished to nil, like nothing. Um, And so I asked Carter, and the show has has fundamentally changed um, since that. Uh, You know, we're much louder. I think we're better. uh, But also, I think we get better every episode ourselves. Uh, But yeah, the goal has always been to uh, also BU is a massive school um, and there are a bunch of different niche hot spots of culture and fashion. There's like four fashion magazines or whatever. And so it's like, you know, you hear an interview from one person, like you can like off the cuff, interviewing a writer for off the cuff, for example, isn't like that person you could just meet in Alston as opposed to listening to again, like a GQ podcast who interviews the creative director of a fashion company. You're never going to bump into the guy who runs 18 East. That's just not going to happen, right? But, like, you can just go join off the cuff. You can shoot this girl an email or an Instagram DM and ask how you can get involved. And that's fundamentally doing pe- people good. Because if they're interested in this and they listen to the show, then they're probably good enough to do what we're talking about anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, what's, um, what's funny, too, is I like to point out, like, I would even argue maybe even more, but like who else is equally as engaged in the industry as somebody who's trying to break into it? Like, and oftentimes we think like, oh, it's the established people, but like, I don't know, especially in the, in that form meter where it's like, oh, it's, it's very like, it's very trendy and it's very like, oh, what's happening now? And this is the resource people go to. Like, why aren't the people who are very much with the people, the ones like actually informing the people. And so, I mean, that's just like the journalism in me, like coming out a little bit that's been planted over the past couple of years. Um, but no, I completely agree. I think your podcast has a very unique approach and definitely embodies that whole mentality of, um, I don't necessarily want to call like the other shows that you mentioned necessarily false or misleading, but you're right. There is a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into it and a lot of partnerships and a lot of very specific details like that that I think is important to address not necessarily used for comparison but um it definitely makes your show like shine and stand out and I would agree I think it's getting better too yeah I mean and like Armand said there are these shows are authentic to to what they are like the the other shows that are in this industry but they're not they're not super accessible and and they are accessible to some people um, if you know what they're talking about, but like they're inaccessible in the same way, ways that our show is inaccessible. If you go to UCLA, there's a lot of references that we make on our show to Boston and the surrounding area that you're just not going to get. If you don't live in Bushwick, there's a thousand <laughs> podcasts that talk about New York fashion yeah. that you're not going to understand. Right. And so I think we've tried to merge that gap, but we're not necessarily like, 
super accessible to yeah. everyone. We are accessible to the audience that we've chosen. And that's pretty universal throughout the industry that we're, you know, sort of aligned. Audience with, that you've chosen is a really interesting way to frame that as well, because like, um, we're we're accessible to our audience, yes, uh, but we're also like fucking yes. haters. We like shit on a lot of different groups, people, ideas, fashion trends, products, both on this campus and in a general scope. And like like we say no to people who want to come on the podcast. We say no to people who want to kind of work with us. Like we're 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 not afraid to say no because yeah. like who cares? It's dumb anyway. Like what is our listenership going to decrease? Oh no. Like I'm not making money. I don't care. <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm doing this for like people. People have asked like Armand, you repeat some of the same jokes every single episode. I was like, yeah, cause I want to make the guests laugh. I don't care about you. I'm having fun. <laughs> um, and yeah. so like, I think it's important. I suppose if the whole thing is about approaching an industry and, and deciding how you want to go about being in creative, like say no, if you don't, if like Carter and I, if we don't fuck with something 100%, if we cannot fully buy in, to the idea of something or someone we don't do it we don't force ourselves because then it's not going to be good yeah. yeah we just had a conversation about this the other day like we are we are protective of what we align jacob people want to people want to inherit the show after we graduate can you believe that like they want to become Ho- the host new, of clout chasing. they yeah. want to pull a carter you, and... okay this is this is from the united states trademark office clout chasing my name i will sue you this it's copyrighted. Don't touch it. It's dying with us. So so cloud chasing is coming with. I mean, you it, might, it might die post-grad. when we toss the toss the caps. We don't know yet. It depends on you know post grad placement. I suppose if we're in the same city. But yeah. we're yeah. gonna kill it. If it dies, if we're it gonna dies, kill it. This this copyright going, paper is gonna doing. be buried yeah. with me, like how gold is buried with pharaohs. It's gonna it's dying with us. I promise you. I like the gold stamp that's on it too. That's yeah, very director official. of the United States Patent and Trademark Office, baby. That's official. We have legal counsel. We ha- we've been wow. in legal battles. We're a, we're a story. Oh yeah, I, I I do remember you telling me a little bit about that when I was yes. on your show, and this is very this is very full circle for me. Um, tell everybody about <laughs> that like a little bit because. I think maybe maybe the direction I'm going with this episode now is to like just anybody who's interested in the podcast world because I think that's very much our yeah we're industry mutual, like uh, I, yeah. dare I say expertise but um, no I think that's that start there um, obviously from scratch like I didn't cover my bases from the very start like it was it was like oh I'm just gonna post something online I, no one's gonna like sue me the next day if I took a name or anything yeah. like that maybe that's not the way you thought but um in the sort of like genesis of the entire show and we can kind of talk like start of Carter era. So like we're talking about the modern show, um, like how, like how did it grow? And um, tell me about like any sort of marketing that you sort of do, or if you'd like, I don't even bother with that. Um, And how you curate the show for guests too, because I mean, I'm somebody who's like every single episode that I do is completely different because you're right. Like you frame it with the guests. Like I'm going to like think about in the back of my mind, what the audience wants to hear um, but I'm not going to try to get an answer from a guest at all either. Yeah, that's, I think we, so the show started with, or my time on the show started with just like this careful mix of, okay, because Armin and I started in a, in a very nice position where we had a bunch of friends who were doing really cool stuff. And we wanted to tap into that and ask those people about clothes and we could navigate the divide between people that are like building their own creative brands and people that dress nice. And so like now we've really shifted toward the former and we really talk to people about like stuff that they're doing and creating. Um, But at the beginning it was helpful because a lot of those people, um, their brands were aligned with fashion. And so we could, we could touch on the clothes there and and we had like a loose idea of, of what we wanted to touch on. But as we got, like I feel like as we've as we've progressed, I can't listen to like the first few episodes of no. Chase. Yeah. Now, like it's hard. It's it's hard to like listen to us have those conversations, and we can tell. I mean, along the way, like Armand and I learned lessons, like what he's talking about, where we've, you know, stuff stuff has happened on the show. We've had guests where we like weren't totally into it, and and those aren't some They're of trash. our favorite They're episodes. They're not good. Bad <laughs> shows. That comes out in the recording, like when you're listening to the to the podcast. Yeah. And so eventually we had to discover, you know, which specific 
what we were into, like which guests we would work for the show. And um, another thing we talk about a lot is like, it, it has to be people who are comfortable yeah. with the jokes because like, yeah. if they are, if they won't get it, if they won't get the vibe, if they, if it'll make it them, you know, uncomfortable, that's cool. Like I'm sure we would go on shows where stuff they would talk about, we would be unfamiliar with or that their jokes would make us uncomfortable. That happens, uh, but we don't want to put anyone in that position, and the content's not going to yeah. be as good if we do that either. Um, so we've had to learn those lessons along the way, but we certainly hadn't learned them at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it's barely a – I wouldn't say it's a fashion podcast anymore. I feel like it's a style podcast because we talk about what people do, and we talk about their style. Yes. Those are fashion style, two very different things. That could be its own podcast. But like the in, in, in a way, in terms of growing the audience, if you want to talk about marketing, I mean, marketing – We I make graphics um, – Again, I like smoking weed and playing on Photoshop. Um, and we, we, you know, we confirm with the guests, hey, you're going to repost this on your story. But one thing that Carter and I kind of do, and this was unconscious. We never, we never, you know, explicitly said this was going to be our strategy. But we hop around from genre of cool person to genre of cool person. Where we're like, we just did two people yeah. who are fashion guys. Let's do a non-fashion episode. And also, we think about audience because, you know, you might think, and I'm sure you do, have a core audience of people that will listen to every groundbreaking episode. Um, and we have, you know, the, the Cloud Chasing Extended Family. Uh, we're the Olive Garden of podcasts when you hear your family. We love them. Yep. We love them, folks. Um, do you have, like, a fandom name? Is it, like, the Chasers? No, not the, like, the, I don't the know. Chasers. Like, what you, do you have, like... No, if you... You knew yeah, I was going with if, that, uh, too, yeah. No, but in terms of booking guests, like, I've... Both of us have said in the in the process of deciding who we want to ask, like this person is going to give us a whole new brand of listenership because the core of this podcast really is supporting the homies. That's, that's it. If there is one mantra to tat on my forehead, it's support the goddamn motherfucking homies forever and ever. Um, And so the goal is to interview people who are like-minded in that sense. And the goal is to grow listenership because my, my dudes, my boy's on a podcast. I'm going to, of course I'm going to listen. He got interviewed by a podcast. Right, yeah. and because they have an avenue of people that have been previously untouched by the dirty finger of clout chasing, um, enough people will listen because they're homies on a show. And how many college students get asked to be on a podcast where the whole thing is about how cool they are? Carter and I are very flattering to our guests uh, because they deserve it. Um, and you know, enough of those people like us enough to come back. It yeah. kind of works. Uh, it's, it, you, it's surprising <laughs> still. <laughs> well and it's funny you say that too because like i've even had personal instances where like guests who i've had like on different ends of like the season have been like oh we connected because we listened to each other's yeah. episode and realized wait we have so much in common and like you're right the key like the reason that i was on your show and now you're on my show is like collaboration is like is the way to get there and it's just sort of like the cross network because the one underlying thing that everybody has in common we don't have to overthink it is like you're right support the homies like this is this is the basics of it yeah. Yep. Which, beginning. by the way, can I get some friendly merch? I think those sort of merch? full circle moments are the ones that take me back the most. Can I get some friendly merch? <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. I actually, I was wearing it I earlier. Saw the, I, I saw have, the Instagram um, story. There is merch. I was like, I was like, I yes, want this. I'll yes, post no, it on my is, Instagram um, story. I'll tag the goddamn boys. Um, all right. We'll have to see. It's like, it's an internal thing, yeah. at least for now. But um, I think, I think I, I think I can probably pull some strings. I know a few people. <laughs> also, I mean, in terms of that, like okay. we also try to book guests sometimes it doesn't work out because we need a guest and this this kind of this is like one of our standards for a guest that we're willing to negotiate on but if we can keep it we do which is do they have something to promote do they work for an organization do they write for mm-hmm. a publication do they have a brand a streetwear brand um can we plug something for them and create this kind of like we had this guy on season two um uh, ivan reyes uh and i uh he 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 started he makes he prints graphics on hoodies and t-shirts and whatever i bought one of his hoodies and like lord knows i'm gonna put it on instagram and i'm gonna tag him and because you know if you come on my podcast you're one of the homies for life and i want people to see what you're working on and that's like there's a bit of transaction honestly when we have guests on it's kind of unspoken and it's kind of implied but like some of it is transactional our our first guest of this season is not but you know whatever yeah. big things coming oh wait never mind no. this is coming out way later fuck fuck 
It's okay. It's all right. I only I only gave you the one at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's totally fine. Jacob, if this, anybody was going to screw this up, it was going to be me. You know what? Let's not pretend and we don't know who the I problem the child is. Forget everything. <laughs> I said forget everything you know forget about. Forget everything it too. you know about podcasts. Um, no, you're right. It it makes it still surprises me like when a new episode comes out and somebody posts it. I'm like, oh my like there's almost like a I don't want to call it guilt, but like there's almost like a like, oh god, like, oh god, like they really like sent our episode out there. Or I still have this weird thing where it's like people will say, Oh, like I listened to that one part, I like the part we said about this, and I was like, How it's on insane. earth did you hear that? It is absolutely insane. I was like, I was like, you were not there when we <laughs> talked about that. Yeah. No, and it's and I'm like, I'm literally the one that pressed upload yeah. on it too, and it's still it still gets me with every single every single thing I put out there. I'm like how like it's like you shouldn't have heard that, and I was like, oh wait, no, we literally speak just for other. My favorite is when people I don't talk to regularly listen to the show. I had no idea. We tried to raise yeah. some money for it, and us. then they like, like people that I didn't know listened. They're like, I love the show. What can I do? And I was like, oh my god. Even that, and then like the the really extreme version of that is people who we don't know asking to come yes, on I the show. It. Oh. That is super like surreal because, like I said, when we started out, we were really just turning to we have this cool friend that we both know who does stuff that would be great for the podcast. Yeah. And now there's, you know, it's people that we are not familiar with who aren't familiar with us who think we're like a cultural authority podcasters. Yeah. And yeah, we don't think of ourselves like that. Um, So, so to see someone else think of us that way and to think of cloud chasing as something that they want to be involved in independent from like any friendship with us any relationship to us which that's crazy oh sorry go and no 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 i was just i was just gonna add on and say like i there's no greater like compliment than that for somebody like trusting you to help deliver especially their first impression like most of the people i have are like this is they're like oh this is my first podcast ever and i'm like how on earth is this you're there's usually so good at like just speaking um sometimes like genuinely show me up and i sound like the inexperienced one which is usually <laughs> usually how it goes but it's it, like i think there's no greater compliment than than that to have, like have the trace like i actually tell you to or i trust you to sort of help tell i that love story. i love when my message requests on instagram are related to cloud chasing it's somebody i don't follow and they're like i love it bro it's so funny but like um what i what i was gonna say was like it's it's duly funny because, like, you should. By the way, this should be an indication. I I am the more boisterous between Carter and I. Um, I gas us up, I think, more than either more than he probably does, um, and I think that that we kind of play off each other well, and that's why it works. But um, it's funny. We both think we're idiots, and we both think that it's funny that people listen to us uh, because they shouldn't. At the same time, like, in terms of having public opinions as a podcast, because Carter and I have opinions we share, and they're official clout chasing tm stamps we're always right we're never wrong like it's stupid that people think we're a <laughs> cultural authority but at the same time we're right about every single fashion trend and it's really funny yeah well i trust you like there's i know nothing about fa- the only things i know about fashion are the people who are in the fashion industry who i've talked yeah. to but on you this have style dude who cares? Like, that is the extent well, it's because I like, I don't know, it's because of Instagram, like, okay, I know, like, we don't wear this anymore, like those sort of things. And so like, you never like, whenever you talk about shoes yeah. on your show, I'm always like, I as like right over my head, but you do a very nice job of I have no idea what you're talking about. But for some reason, they think it's important. I'm gonna yeah. listen to this. Thank you. Because I don't I don't like I can't be like more unfamiliar with this. Like, I was like, okay, I was like, I, I got to trust if they're getting this like, hyped or pressed about yeah something well it's like there's like we're, we're strong in our opinions um and like we kind of we kind of hate on we hate on shit a lot i'm gonna be entirely honest at the same time we've said we've said again and again that like dressing well is loving what you're putting on and loving the way it fits on your body um and as long as you come out of the house in the morning looking like you gave a shit you're doing a good job Jacob, you might not be able to identify, uh, you know, a, a puffer from Louis Vuitton spring, summer, 1819, right? But every time you come out of the house, you look like you knew you were going out of the house. And that's what matters. Like you, you have style. I don't know what to tell you, dog. Okay. It's a style thing. I appreciate I don't, that. Like... Um, yeah, that's, and, and... that's a key endorsement right there, too. There you go. Put my fucking yeah, name and on I, it. I say that to people all the time. Like <laughs> if, if you, if you're comfortable in what you're wearing, that's step one, right? Because 87% of fashion is confidence 
And like, if you, if you aren't confident in yourself, you're not even going to be able to hit what Armand's talking about. You're not even going to be able to try, right? Which is okay. And I've struggled with that and Armand struggled with that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have, Jacob. Like, it's just, it's something that we all struggle with. Uh, so to be able to hit that level is fantastic. And you should be super proud of that. I think the other thing that we try and do is like bridge audiences because not everybody who cares about shoes are the same people who create, you know, creative brands yeah like you jacob like like to be able to explain shoes and shorts to someone who is writing music stuff like that's not always the same audience and so when we mm -hmm. when we understand that we're scooping in a different audience um we we understand that that they will probably be unfamiliar with some of the stuff that we're talking about and and that's why we do it and i would also say armand the reason that we hate on stuff so much is that we hate on stuff that's like cult of personality Ooh. stuff that that everyone else is afraid to the like third rail of fashion we're not like brave we're not like brave we're just frustrated that nobody will call out like yeah. dumb stuff just because someone's popular like virgil abloh <laughs> hasn't released something good in Dude, years bro in years and and he's still like this phenomenon and i yeah, no. don't get it so it just frustrates me when people like won't criticize really famous people because famous people often aren't doing nearly as much cool stuff as as your friend who lives Jacob, can I ask you a question? I'm wondering sure. if this happens to you as well when you try to book a guest and they say, I don't know what I would talk about. Does that bother you? Does that happen to you? Well, I'd have to say now, I actually don't even handle like the guests let's go like, I asked you guys I like, oh i just like like i know like them personally but like it got to a point where like, people started like i i just can't say no to anybody so it's like and at one point like there like there has to be like a sort of like filter like at one point everybody deserves and i would love to talk to everybody but just true mm -hmm. capacity for the yeah. show um like we do have to like filter out at some point so um no i think to answer your question though yes like i think like in the little pre recording conversations i have with people they're always like i like i don't know what i'd say i'm gonna say and i'm like you are going to be very right? surprised at how much you're able to talk about because i'm gonna ask you questions that you've wished somebody would have asked you before that like you exactly feel it's so natural it. because you wake up with this sort of feeling in ambition every single day but saying it out loud like you will be amazed at like the tangents that you can go on and the background you're willing to give usually like it's usually the first like 20 minutes of an episode or something like that is usually just somebody talking yeah. like, and because it's the very first question, like an equivalent of tell me about yourself and they just like run with that and they always surprise themselves. So the answer your questions. Yes. And speaking of criticism, I want to follow up really quick before I forget. Um, I said on your podcast that I wasn't a fan of yeah. tie dye and I don't think I ever told you both this. The number of people that told me, how they felt about me not liking no. tie-dye. <laughs> I'm never going to say that. Like People listen just, to like, the show not and an offensive bothered way. to text you about it? Well, it's like, it's like, oh, like, I don't know. like Or even, it was like my like managers and stuff. They'd be like, oh, like, what'd you talk about? And I was like, I'm, I said I didn't like tie-dye. I was like, that was maybe like was the most yeah. controversial thing I may have said. And they're like, oh, it's like fine. But then I had people who were like, like tied it like what and then actually there was somebody who was like i'm glad wow. somebody said it and i was like there you okay get points for bravery I was like, there we go well if i would i hope that's not the most brave thing i do in my lifetime i'm hoping i can break a little bit more of a boundary yeah. than that um and if it's all right i want to 180 this conversation entirely i didn't think i was going to go this direction at all Gasp. whatsoever but i've and you've just reminded me, I've wanted to have this conversation with you both for a while and we'll have to do it kind of quick because we're already getting towards the end of the episode, surprisingly. Yeah, flowing by. Um, we're famous <laughs> for that. We, we yeah. were told to yeah, stop really... recording two hour long episodes. We we were yelled at by the brand. That The day that I sat in your room and recorded that, that was like, that was a weird experience. I was like, an hour and a half did yeah. not go by. Mm -hmm. No, you have My tiny room does um, that to you. Anyway, I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> um okay i really don't mean to like this we're gonna get like serious for a moment because this is a conversation and like it's something that i talk about a lot and it's um i think like i wrote a whole album called like Hell boys yeah, decry like toxic masculinity and like breaking down like that sort of like thing is kind of something i hope that sort of sticks with my sort of like brand because i love it mm -hmm. every single time somebody like tells me they think i'm doing something wrong because they've never like especially heard like a guy like talk, write a whole project about heartbreak or anything like that. 
Um, and I think it's becoming more and more of a thing, especially in the music industry, but pushing that aside, um, I mean, like, I think we can all like traditionally, like what we consider like fashion and fashion blogging, like people just think is like genuinely like, like a traditionally like feminine sort of thing. Um, and I don't know that, like, I think there's definitely still some people who believe that unfortunately. Um, and some people who don't necessarily buy into an expansion of that industry. Um, so I want to hear from you both a little bit, like, have you ever, there's going to be a series of questions here and you can answer them however you like, because I know this is a topic I did not really give you a heads up on of, have you ever had like any sort of like criticism with that? Because criticism is inevitable, but like, especially with like a, not no pun intended, but like a groundbreaking sort of like section of like the industry. With That's like, yeah, the name of the show. Um, with your podcast. Yep. Yep. And I hate it when I do that, I but it's it. just my vocabulary at this point. Um, like, have you ever had to like deal with any sort of that criticism? Like, do you ever like self-inflict that sort of criticism on yourself saying like, am I the person to like push this and inform people and normalize this sort of thing and have these conversations? Um, or do you feel like you've witnessed a sort of change, especially within the fashion industry? I mean, Armand, you referenced GQ and such, like, I think they're sort of contributing, but even there is like sort of like a there's sort of a consensus even with like them that like, oh, it's like a little bit more of like a high-end thing. And for some reason, I don't know why I feel this way, but high-end, like high-end male fashion seems like a little bit more, I don't mean this, but I say like, okay, sure. not not from a personal standpoint whatsoever. But do you deal with any of those sort of like issues? Do you trust yourself to be like a representative to push that boundary? And like, what do you tell people who also kind of feel like, this isn't maybe necessarily an industry that's going to welcome me with as open arms as another industry might. Carter, or do you want me to go? I can go. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I think the really interesting thing to me about masculinity and, and fashion and, and men's fashion specifically is like, we went through this thing that, that I've seen, at least from my point of view, where you're right. It was viewed as like, it's it's not a masculine industry like this is not something that we do and then talking about male fashion and menswear and, and fashion specifically related to masculinity became super elitist like super quickly because people were okay talking about like celebrity fashion and expensive stuff and what their favorite athletes were wearing and stuff like that they were more comfortable talking about that than they were how, how they express themselves or how they thought about their friends, like style. And because that was the comfortable place to talk about fashion, those articles of clothing became, okay, this is men's fashion. And then you were all of a sudden not allowed to talk about fashion if you couldn't afford a $3,000 sport coat, right? Like that was just, you weren't allowed to, you were excluded from the space. And I think we're on the way down from that. And I think that's, where I feel like we're, we have a little bit more, um, progress, I would say. And that's sort of where, like, I see our show fitting into the niche, you know, that it's just another way of saying what we talked about all the way at the beginning, like accessibility. But I think we are, at least I view our role in like the, the slope down from elitism. Right. And it's because not only is I think more so than than fashion being tied to masculinity and that connection being tough to tough to navigate. Masculinity and self-expression is also a really complicated connection. And yeah. fashion being such an important area of self-expression is naturally connected to that. But I think when we talk about self-expression so much and so proudly, um, I think I think that's where we can actually break down. Yeah. That, that, all of that was fantastic, Carter. Jacob, this is an incredibly good question, an incredibly important discussion that we probably could have had a whole podcast about. Uh, I'm going to inverted triangle my way through this. I'm going to start very personally. Um, have either of us been criticized uh, in terms of talk, uh, in terms of our masculinity because of clout chasing? Um, I haven't. I'm assuming, Carter, you haven't. Um, oh, no, you I have. Hundred percent. But I think it's we, we hang out yeah, with different. That's true. That's true. Kinds of people. Um, however. Uh, was my nickname in middle school a gay slur? Yes. I've always been like this. That's okay. Um, I learned from a very young age because my father is the most stylish man I know. Uh, if you look well put together, there's nothing wrong with that. There's like, my dad takes every pair of jeans to the tailor 
Um, and, and I kind of learned to care about what you look like um, because, listen, in terms of this, in terms of the scope of heteronormativity um, and, and toxic masculinity, if your problem is, you know, this this idea of you know queerness and crossing that line because you care about what inseam your shorts are, um, I dress well. I fuck all the time. I don't know what to tell you, Doc. That's on you. Um, <laughs> in a more in a more serious lens, to be entirely honest. Um, it's funny because Carter and I, uh, and we've talked we talked about this earlier. The the binary between being fundamentally serious people, particularly in the realm of social politics, uh, because both of us, if you want to call it, are quote unquote woke. Uh, but we've both said those that that's a stupid name for it. Um, yeah, I hate that. You know, we know how to combat any criticism of our masculinity from that standpoint because we understand. One, the the fake aspect of what masculinity is, uh, and and two, expressing things without being uh, confronted by the idea of losing that masculinity. I will say that Carter and I, uh, as professional haters, uh, shit on streetwear a lot. But when he spoke about the elitism of avant-garde male fashion, um, the accessible option in terms of men's fashion, and particularly streetwear, is... I mean, hype beast culture that like Supreme is first and foremost, the fashion company. Is it mostly for 15 year old teenagers? Is it bad? Yes. In my opinion, but it lends yourself to this. It's listen, gateway drugs are a thing and they're a thing in clothing. Um, and I like that there is an accessible point of hype brands, uh, that, that test fashion barriers that provide, uh, cut and sewn garments that are made uh, in light of the fashion world, because as much as Supreme knows that a majority of their market share is 15 year old boys, they also know that they have to do a runway show. Um, and those two things come yeah. in contact with one another. I think that fashion is making great strides to address the issue of toxic masculinity. I think our show has uh, made an effort to just kind of be like, Hey man, if if we talk about fucking a lot, I'm gonna be entirely honest. Carter's dating corner is a segment of the show, um, and we, we like look, man. If your jeans fit right and you're not wearing shoes that were popular in 2015, then the chances of you nailing are higher. I don't know what to tell you. If that's your issue, if that's where the criticism comes from, is that if that's where your insecurity lies, the idea of oh, if I wear, um, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a shirt from an obscure. Uh, New York brand. It was knitted in India and it was hand packed by a dude in Vermont and sent to my house from there. It was very. It was more expensive than I'd like to admit. Um, this is better than a than a Barstool Sports merchandise T-shirt to everybody who looks at it, except for people who like Barstool. And so the question becomes, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this because you're worried that you're going to be? And you know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling at this point. But in terms of hype culture, which is which no, is what we yell good. about all the time. The question has always been the same. Are you doing this because you like it? Because it makes you feel comfortable? Because it makes you feel uh, feel you know at home in your own skin? Or are you doing this because you saw it on Instagram and there are air quotes over the word air? Um, and, and, you know, fashion can allow you to bridge that gap. Fashion can make you feel more comfortable in your own skin. And so I think that it is one of the most perfect tools to address toxic masculinity with because it can really change the way that you look at yourself. I love it. Absolutely. No, and I, I really appreciate both of your transparency on that. And I, you're, it's, a, it's a strange like line to walk because, I mean, I know you guys have these conversations, but very much maybe a little bit more like indirectly, like we don't necessarily call out um, any of that by name. But you bring up an interesting point that I never thought about of, of the contributors who are still kind of enforcing the idea that, um, or at least... At least almost like preying upon the people who are insecure about their masculinity through fashion and think there's a solution to that because I mean at the very basis of it toxic masculinity comes from insecurity and not enough people telling them like oh that's a that is a true like falsehood and so I again like not to be super sentimental but like I dr do truly place like a value in a show like yours because you're two very respectable people who are honest and transparent and raw but are also very powerful and and are empowering but don't push that upon themselves more so just be like let me let me um 
and I'm gonna quote. Joe wow! Biden, um, when he says, I was gonna undercut with a joke, says, and you're gonna quote Joe Biden. That's I love it. Hit me with it. I want to hear it. When when he says when he says that line, like we're gonna like, um, okay, God, I can't butcher this backwards now. But lead not lead not with the power of lead not with the example of our power, but the power of our nice. example. That's like one of the things that he said. Uh, he said it multiple times now, and that's why it's like stuck with me. But I think that's. I think that's a mentality both of you adopt very well, but you can cut in with. Your I was joke just, now. I was just gonna say, like, I mean, <laughs> also, you, there was no way that you could butcher that quote because Joe Biden himself has butchered that quote eighty different times. Um, and I knew you were gonna say that too. I love him. Too. Hey, yep. hey, I think he's very funny. Um, I'm a big. I'm, I'm on the record as a Hunter Biden fan. Uh, we're on the record I, as a pro Hunter that. Biden yep. podcast, right, Carter? <laughs> um yeah who said uh, uh two mentally ill white men couldn't talk about the length of your shorts who said let me talk to him i, I don't think anyone has said that but <laughs> thank you for the, thank you carter <laughs> for the basis but um no and as we, we're gonna wrap up the show here a little bit and i always ask the same two <gasps> questions at the very end so we'll start asking that but again like thanks for that conversation and i highly encourage everybody to listen to your show of course because i think you guys are i think you're paving you're paving a really great um road um the first one being a cheesy question of like what are we manifesting i know both of you are months away from a huge transition in your life of graduating and i'm not going to be the person that asks you about post-grad stuff. We can work with any sort of timeline you want. We can think like 50 years down the line. I don't know. Maybe you want to retire mm-hmm. much sooner. Um, but uh, but I also know that both of you are very healthy workaholic people. Shit, Jacob, so, you're not a um, BU student to answer this. Oh, no, my I'm God. <laughs> you're like teasing, te- yeah. teeing us up for graduation. You're an adult. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, you're talking wow. to me right now. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that That's crazy? That's so funny. That's, That's deeply funny. Yeah, I haven't I haven't wrapped my mind around it. But you did though. They um kicked me out of all the Damn. stuff. Do you very still have, you don't have your email anymore? We are vi- No, the email's there, the Google oh, Drive's still there. Um everything everything else is um is that yeah, no, they uh they, they ripped the band-aid off real quick. They said you're free. But anyway, um, the, the question <laughs> yeah. of manifestation, like I just, I, you guys have, you both have so many doors open for you. And I'm just curious kind of where you envision yourself going. Um, Carter, you can start first. Oh, I was going to tell Armand to start. Okay, fine. Um, um, I am manifesting. I don't okay. know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm having so much fun, Jacob. Let me tell you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I spent uh, the second half of the afternoon today uh, doing networking calls uh, because I would like a full-time job in corporate media, um, and I and I hope that works out. Um, and if it, and if it doesn't, um, then I will panhandle my opinions on denim and sneakers until the sun goes down. Um, no, I mean uh, I'm working on my writing. I think I'm just gonna do that thing where you apply to everything, including things out of your industry. I would love to be paid yeah. for my opinion on clothes. Um, politics is, is my home and I feel the most comfortable in it and I have the most experience in it. But if someone wants to take a chance on a political intern who has spent their entire life covering elections and shootings um, with their opinion on Comme des Garçons' most recent runway show, um, hit up your boy. Thank you. Nice. That was a good, that was a good self-pitch. That was good. Um, does it have to be something professional, Jacob? No, no. Okay. I, I, maybe it's maybe in ten years you're on a beach retired. I mean, it can be it can be that you can work with whatever timeline you want. No, because I think the one thing that I've decided post grad is like all I want to do is help people, and which sounds cheesy, but like I literally just want to work in a direct service organization. So I'm just following my friends around wherever my friends move. Um, so all I really want to manifest is like health and happiness for them, especially my one. My one thing right now is, and this touches back on our masculinity thing, is men expressing their, men feeling comfortable expressing struggling with their mental health during quarantine specifically. Like yeah. really specific, we're all struggling with it. And men specifically are like, man, all I can, all I'm supposed to talk about is sports right now. Cause everyone's watching sports. Everyone's also struggling with something inside their own mind and it's okay to talk about that that's Hell the one yeah. thing i'm in i want to change my answer uh Amen. i want to get verified on twitter sure. by 2022 <laughs> that mm-hmm. 
And I want okay. and I want Jamel Bowie to follow Carter Farnsworth on Twitter. Okay. I got you. Thank you. Well, you guys always say you guys always say on your show in case they're listening. Yeah, Jamel so. Bowie. <laughs> we met we met once yes. in Washington DC. Follow my boy. Yeah. All right. We'll All right, manifest what's, what's, that. What's for number the two, both baby? Of you. The last question I'm going to hit you both with is this is my spiel I give Let's every go. single episode. And I, I, you guys know it because you listen to every single episode. So, um, uh, <laughs> but um, I find that like a lot of the times when we listen to these sort of uh, any sort of, I don't even want to call this advice because I hope people take everything we say, including myself with a grain yeah. of salt. But, um, I find that like other times like we we sit down and it's like, oh, trust your gut, follow your heart. And that's the sort of advice that we take. But when it comes to like sitting down and actually working on our creative project or pursuing our ambition and agenda, I'm like, okay, what does following my heart actually look like when I'm sitting in front of my laptop? And I think that's um, something that doesn't necessarily get addressed enough. And we can break this down, however. But my question for you is people have spent an hour listening to both of your sort of stories. If they have another hour right now to spend on their own sort of creative adventure what is something that you think they can do it's like a tangible task um that they can just say i'm gonna spend an hour doing this and it's gonna put me one step further Ooh, that's that's a really Armand. good dude you're better question writing than we are i'm gonna be entirely honest um if they've spent an hour listening to us um if they've spent an hour listening to three white dudes on a podcast, which is very typical if they have- uh, for anybody on the planet, considering the mm-hmm. breadth of, of, of straight white dudes on podcasts. Um, listen, uh, it hard work. And this is like, I'm an, like, okay, I'm inherently an anti-capitalist. So this is going to sound disgusting, but um, hard work uh, begets yeah. luck. The, I am a very uh, tight-wound, believe it or not, uh, neurotic person. Um, And I have turned the things that make me the most anxious into traits that I currently possess. I was always worried that I wasn't going to be a good cook because I didn't have the creativity um, to to just throw shit from my fridge together and make a good meal. Eventually, that that anxiety manifested itself into me being able to do exactly that. I'm very lucky. if you have an extra hour, think about the skill that you want to learn, the skill that you're scared that you like don't have, the skill that you think is going to have to come in handy and your imposter syndrome is like, you're not going to have this when it comes through because that's how I live every single day of my life um, and do a very tangible thing to address that. And I don't, I don't mean think about it. I don't mean write a mood board. I mean, like, if you're worried about cooking, learn a new recipe. Uh, if you're worried about writing, write an essay on the dumbest shit because everybody can write about family trauma. Not everyone can write about how much they love the dumbest, like the Fast and Furious movies. I don't know. That's I'm speaking personally here. Uh, basically, find something that bothers you. Do a tangible thing to fix it. It might feel cannibalistic at the beginning, but I promise that eventually it's going to manifest into a skill that you're going to thank the lucky stars that you have. I think the the, fir- the first thing that I would tell someone to do in that situation is one, forgive yourself for not making as much progress as you 100%. wanted to on that thing before right now. It's okay to wherever, maybe you're like on the brink, maybe you're about, maybe you have a negotiation tomorrow to sign with a, you know, a creative company that's going to let you do whatever you want for the rest of your life. Cool. Awesome. I'm glad you're there. If you're not, that's okay. Because so, so, so many people are not where they want to be with, with their passionate outlets. And that's okay. So one, forgive yourself for not making the amount of progress maybe you thought you wanted to make and be okay with where you are right now. Two, try and figure out if you, if the thing that you're pursuing is something that you can wake up and do every day. Because, and I don't say this, like people say that all the time to be like, you're gonna enjoy work if you, if you like it more, you're going to, your effort's going to be better if you like what you're doing more. That's true. But also it's just, it's going to be way easier to forgive yourself down the line for, you're not going to feel like you're wasting your time if it's something that you Mm -hmm. enjoy doing. And if you are, if you put six months into 
learning how to code because you want to work at a hedge fund and they need computer scientists, you're like, oh, cool. If that's what you want to do, awesome. But if it's not, you're going to hate yourself if that doesn't work out. And it's really, you're not going to be able to continue chasing that dream if you're beating yourself up for where you are in that pursuit. And you just need to be okay with it. So that's that's less tangible than what Armand said, but that's more what someone should think. Of. Okay, as a metaphor, um, pursuing uh, uh, pursuing a passion, pursuing a career, pursuing an idea uh, is a lot like uh, getting dressed or deciding what clothing to buy or deciding what style to adopt. Are you doing this uh, because everybody and their mother owns a Supreme Box logo or are you doing this because you think the cut of the coat is fucking fire, whether or not Abercrombie and Fitch makes it? If you love it for what it is, then that's fine. But if you're doing it because your mother's like, oh my God, computer scientists make so much, fucking throw it in the trash can. No one cares. The planet's going to burn down in 30 years. Have sex, smoke weed, and do what you love. The trademark, Armand Manuki in 2021. Fuck it. I said, put it on a bumper sticker. I think that's the same way I'm going to end it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're both right. So much of the barriers that exist in all industries are very much self-inflicted. And I think, um, I think you both are major contributors to empowering um, everybody. So thank you so much, not only for all of your incredible work and the way that you've empowered me, but also for taking an hour to be a part of, of my show this time around. It's meant a lot to me and I know it means a lot to everybody listening. Thank, so thank you, Jacob. You. It was Thank lovely. you, Jacob. This yeah, is so fun. I had a great time. A huge thank you to Carter and Armand again for being here today. I've been secretly stoked to have them on the show for a while now. You can at least try to keep up with all the amazing things they're up to by checking out the description. I'll have all their social handles there, but also supporting them by streaming Clout Chasing. Their show is available on whatever platform you're listening to me on right now. I have a good feeling you'll like next week's episode, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly Media, that's F-R-N-D-L-Y, on all platforms. You can also follow me at Jacob Wittenberg. Well, folks, that is all for today. I will see you next time for some more groundbreaking.